I have always been on the quest for freedom since I was a child. <laughs> but I'd say the end of my relationship was a major experience where I wanted to honor the love that we shared and um, honor myself too, to create the life that I do want to be living. And I definitely knew I wanted to be closer to nature somewhere where the natural beauty was very prevalent, whether by the ocean or the mountains, um, I had to be more connected with the elements. It's again and again fascinating how the universe brings you together with just the right people. Knowing about a certain connection between you and the other person that you're not yet aware of. It was like this when Marshall Harbison and I connected for the first time, actually for the purpose of creating an episode with a different focus. But as soon as we started chatting, I saw her own freedom journey unfolding in front of me. Marshall recently moved cross-country, on her own and with a longing for more nature. She just did it. And that really got me. In this episode, we chat a lot about reconnection, how finding back to the elements played a major role in her life. And we touch on a few Ayurveda basics, showing how each of us can easily and intuitively create more flow, freedom and empowerment in our own daily lives. So yeah, it, it was like this when we first talked and actually got to know each other. Mm -hmm. I had an expert topic in mind. I wanted to record another episode with you, especially Ayurveda women's topic. But then we started talking and when we connected, like almost instantly, this notion of freedom was in the air. And, and I was like, I have to record a Freedom Lifestyle Edition with you, Marshall. I'm Thank very happy you. to have you here. <laughs> Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Super happy to be here. And yeah, freedom has been a major theme throughout my life. So um, especially in the past year. And uh, it's always wonderful to connect with anyone over this topic. So <laughs> yeah. I get the feeling that your, your freedom is so connected to your own healing journey. So what does freedom mean to you? I think... Freedom means to me is the having the power and empowering yourself to make the conscious choices in your life where your life, you create your own reality. And that could look like travel, that could look like family, uh, that could look like your own business or working for a company that you love. Um, but actually having, honing in on your power that you have already and making that conscious choice to live the life that you desire. So, and that looks different for everyone, but um, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's a wonderful definition and I can totally relate to that. And I like that you point out the conscious living aspect of it. Mm -hmm. uh, I really like it because That's one of the ways I define freedom or freedom lifestyle. And it's one of the kind of the criteria I, I select my podcast guests for this freedom lifestyle edition. Exactly. When we, when we talked for the first time, you told me that you just moved cross country. You moved from Atlanta to Montana and 
with only two suitcases, basically all your belongings, and you you just you're just starting a new life. So um, tell us about your story and what brought you to Montana. Yeah. Um, well, last year was a big transitional year for me, coming out of a relationship, and I spent the winter in Central America, and thought that I would be there for longer, um, but ended up coming back to Atlanta earlier than expected. And I knew that that was not my place. And I knew that it was time for me to actually move on. I had been, I had tried a few times in the past decade, but nothing really seemed to stick. And uh, the city was just really starting to affect my health, just the city life And I knew that I wanted to be somewhere else. Um, I had visited a friend in Montana in March and I just kind of fell in love with it. And it was the place that kept calling me. There were other places I was thinking about, but this is where I, I couldn't stop thinking about it. It was just totally intuition pulling me here. And you know, I've got a lot of questions of like, why Montana? Like, I have no idea, but something is definitely there for me and I'm going to see what it is. And it's not to mention it's beautiful here. And um, yeah, so I've been here a few months. I absolutely love it. And granted, of course, that's before my first winter. So we'll see how, how it goes <laughs> eight months from now. But um, Yeah, I I'm very happy. I've started to meet a lot of people and have this community that I've been searching for and um yeah, it's feeling very in alignment with who I am and positive growth. So, yeah. It's a long answer to <laughs> what brought me to Montana. That sounds amazing and as you pointed out this like intuitive pull to go there. Yes. I love it because I see it in the light of, of, of this freedom spirit and that makes it so, so fascinating for me. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it was, um, I definitely knew I wanted to be closer to nature somewhere where the natural beauty was very prevalent whether by the ocean or the mountains, um, you know, I just, I had to be more connected with the elements, um, which is, you know, also with Ayurveda. So <laughs> it, it makes sense. Yeah. I can also totally relate to that. This longing to be more in nature. Mm -hmm. That's so in Europe, I'm, I live a very urban or city-based life, but mm -hmm. when I'm in New Zealand where I spend European winters, it's, I'm always in nature. Uh, and this fills me so much up so I can survive the summers in Europe, kind of. Yes. I don't have mm -hmm. this strong urge to go out, go to a lake or to a forest and, um, but it shows me that how important it is to have to have nature around us and to be in nature. And yeah, I also um, think of it as very connecting or reconnecting and grounding. Absolutely. Yeah. 
it's very grounding. And, you know, I was just talking about with someone how freedom itself, I feel, is so grounding. Um, I find it that constriction of where it feels like you're living someone else's life just kind of sends me on a whirlwind when, you know, having the freedom to make the conscious choice of your own life is much more grounding. Yeah, that's a beautiful image, a beautiful notion. I like it. Thanks. <laughs> what would you say was the motivation for your freedom lifestyle? Um, I mean, you you touched on a few points when you told us about how you got to Montana, but can you elaborate a little bit more? Was there a decisive moment or was it more like an accumulative process? I'd say a bit of both. I have always been on the quest for freedom since I was a child. Um, yeah, I'm very Aquarius that way. <laughs> and um, But I'd say the end of my relationship was a major experience where I wanted to honor the love that we shared and um, honor myself too, to create the life that I do want to be living. And it just seemed pointless to continue on a path where I was like, well, I guess I'm doing this because I have to, or because um, that's just what you do. And anything that was not in full alignment with who I am or what I felt or, you know, what I, the lifestyle that I, or life that I want for myself, I just began to say no and go toward the life that I do envision for myself. So I would say it's, it was a bit of both because I'm naturally drawn to free toward freedom, but that was a big shift that um, kind of got me back on the path to myself, I guess. So just, you know, life happenings and growth periods. So, and I wouldn't change it for the world. So it's been good. Yeah. I find it pretty amazing that you've been such a freedom seeker since your like early years or since your childhood. And um, it's funny because a lot of the, I mean, I, of course I do have memories of my childhood, but then again, sometimes I wonder, Hmm, how was I back then? <laughs> yeah. And so it's, Which, which, like, which natural instincts or which natural longings did I have? And I know this is, um, we can easily connect over to the, or connect with the doshas in Ayurveda because you have the current status, which is probably like not your natural status because there's so many things that in our modern world that cause imbalances in our lives and when we're forced to think back to how we were in our childhood, that's probably our natural Ayurvedic state. And yeah, I just, um, I'm just rambling off a bit here, but yeah, you're the expert. So um. <laughs> no, you're so right. I mean, you know, we're constantly thrown off balance and that's why it's so important to connect with nature and with our own body and mind in order to find that balance again, even when we're in flux, because we're constantly in flux. So just knowing what your grounded feels like, knowing what your fire feels like, and 
we can do that by definitely connecting with nature and um, taking some space for ourselves to kind of get away from, you know, the projections that society has and everything. It's like, okay, well, what do I want? What does my body want? What does my mind want and need? And balance our mind, body, and spirit together. Yeah. And having the freedom to do that too. So. Mm -hmm. Which role did Ayurveda play in your healing and freedom journey? Because I'm sure it's, yeah. it's one of the basic elements. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I started studying Ayurveda when I had come back from a trip traveling around Southeast Asia and I was very sick for a couple of years and couldn't really figure out what it was. And I became so terrified of food because everything was just giving me these horrible stomach pains and I was fainting. And so did you have things. any, any food issues in Southeast Asia as well? I did. I got um, food poisoning and I got some parasites, which, you know, caused some stomach ulcers. But once I got home and, went to the doctors and everything. I took all the tests. We got everything out of my system and um, I was still experiencing the symptoms for a, a year or two and no one could seem to figure out what it was. And that's when I started to study Ayurveda uh, because food had become such a stressor for me. Uh, I was just terrified to eat anything that wasn't within my restrictions because I thought it was all going to cause pain. So Ayurveda played a huge role in food freedom and stress of food um, freedom because it, it was taking over my life and my mind for the longest time. And really breaking away from that was a huge turning point in my life. And that's why I decided to become an Ayurvedic health counselor because I wanted to help others break free of that as well. Yeah, it's definitely empowering and it, it, again, helps you come back to nature and come back to the self. And yeah, so. Food, in my opinion, is one of the basics. And once you establish a connection to what you eat and just get aware of what you eat and there's so much more freedom opening up so I think anyone who is talking about conscious living actually has to talk about conscious eating as well or integrate that in their lives because without it, there's something missing. And I think sooner or later you come back to it or you have to deal with it. Absolutely. Exactly. And it just, either you're constantly thinking about it or you're just not mindful of it or, you know, and having that consciousness around it and that mindfulness around it and understanding what your body is wanting and needing. Um, it's that relationship that you have with your body and mind that is so important. One of the most, I mean, it's, I, it's the most important really. And um, when we're stressed about it, it just causes more, you know, unmindful or like just, maddening type feeling <laughs> yeah yeah 
that's actually we're actually now really close to the topic we want to talk about in the yeah. third episode and um so it's going to be about emotional eating or um maybe even unhealthy eating habits and the connection to your daily routines especially your morning routine yeah and i think it's it it will be a super interesting topic for a lot of women and so we'll go on with that in the next episode then i think <laughs> yeah <laughs> i look forward to it there's so much to talk about <laughs> yeah so yeah. what are your key takeaways from ayurveda when it comes to um creating freedom are there any concrete tips for the listeners what they could do in their daily life maybe even today yeah First, I would say get outside and connect with nature. What element are you most drawn toward? Uh, whether that's water or earth, fire, just sitting in the sun, um, wind. Going outside and really connecting with the elements in nature will help you connect with the elements within yourself. So that's the first thing that I always suggest. And that definitely creates more freedom. It's you become more conscious about where you are right here. Also, you know, starting each day intentionally is a good one where, you know, you feel completely aligned. If your mind is one place and you're physically doing something else, then, mm. um, you know, you're kind of pulled in all different directions and, you know, trying to make a conscious choice to, or reminders to be present in every moment, which is very difficult. And of course, we'll, we're going to get off, off of it every once in a while, but also not stressing about it and still coming back yeah. um, to yeah. that presence. So, yeah. So on my top tips. <laughs> yeah, these are great tips. And it's basically um, also very, very close to having a morning routine, just starting your day with yes. with presence and with with like conscious actions and not just stumbling into the day and um rushing out the door but just taking a few minutes 50 minutes 30 minutes in the morning and just sitting with yourself and yeah, yeah. and letting the day start gentle <laughs> absolutely and taking the time to you know, enjoy your meals and eat mindfully rather than eating on the go or, you know, eating in five minutes because you're super rushed. Um, allowing yourself that time because that's a part of human, um, it's a right, you know, um, mm -hmm. and you're allowed that time to sit mindfully with your food and appreciate your food and all that went into it and the fact that it's nourishing your body. Um, yeah, I love that. It's, um, I have a, a funny, well, semi funny anecdote. And so <laughs> in, in 2012, I was in India in an ashram for two weeks and there were like two main meals and you'd sit on the floor and you would eat in quiet. And <laughs> so no talking allowed. And at first I was like, oh my gosh, what's that BS? <laughs> Why would you do that? Why would you not be allowed to talk? But then, interestingly, after a few days, I was like, okay, I totally get it because I can actually concentrate or focus on what I'm eating and just 
take it in much more intensely and consciously. Um, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, I kind of love it. I mean, I'm still talking over dinner with my partner, but uh, I, I get why you do it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's sometimes easier said than done. But I, I love it too. Yeah. And even silence in the morning before 8 a.m. or before 9 a.m. or whatever is so nice. Um, I practiced that for a long time. And then when I got back into living where I wasn't practicing that, I was almost so sensitive to any sort of communication. <laughs> it's like, wait, I can't. I can't digest this right now. I just need silence. <laughs> you get mm. used to it. But yeah. 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 I love that because I can't digest that. And I, there's sometimes situations where I have, I don't know, where I just, I just don't feel right. And then I don't want to eat because when I eat, I want to be in a, in a good place in a in kind of a good mood and so and i i guess it's 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 got to do so much with digesting properly right absolutely and that is practicing ayurveda right there is ayurveda is very much it's not even necessarily about what you eat it's about how you eat so being conscious like to not eat when you're angry or stressed or um you know upset about something because it won't digest well or having a very small meal when you're at the super feeling super stressed. Um, and it just being able to take in the food that you're consuming, but also the, all of the food that come in emotions and experiences that is just as important as what you're eating. This is actually something everyone can practice in the everyday. You don't need anything for it. You just have to sit down, well, really consciously and 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 tune in and see how you feel before you start digging into your dinner. <laughs> exactly. Totally. Totally. And even like if you're thinking about what to eat, it's having the practice of like going to a local farmer's market and seeing what's in season and eating that. You know, because that's also living with the seasons is Ayurveda. And um, that kind of gives a little bit of freedom of like, oh, gosh, what am, what am I going to eat today? You know, mm. or this week, it's just, uh, well, what's available? And what am I connecting with? Uh, is it root vegetables where you might feel like you need more grounding? Or is it lighter foods where you need um, more air? Things like that. So you can just kind of take it into your daily life and see where it leads you. Yeah, that's a great tip as well. And so beautiful and so easy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's much simpler than uh, many people um, give it credit for, you know. Yeah, and it's so intuitive. Um, and I think sometimes like today you get all this information and I don't know, food next to other areas is one area where you can really overcomplicate it, I guess. And yes, 
And you don't have to strive for all the superfoods. I mean, I do sometimes, um, but yeah, it's easy. Just go to the market and see what speaks to you. And viewing your food or viewing your food in that way is, um, I think it's a really new perspective for a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. And it definitely, I mean, I am certainly one who was, would get stressed about what I was eating and it had to be this certain criteria, but it's just, it can be so much simpler and so much more enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. And it's also freeing that a lot of us are already practicing Ayurveda. You know, it's such an ancient practice and an intuitive practice, like you said. And um, yeah, many people are in tune with themselves and everything um, and are already practicing it. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So I'm practicing Ayurveda. That's the, the buzzword for me now. Because that's basically what you're doing as a job, as your business. So tell us a little bit, how does your daily life look like? I find it an interesting question because like all the people I interview here on the Freedom Lifestyle Edition, their days look so different. I think none of them has the like the typical or the classic nine to five. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, Yeah, I really try to connect it with the uh, Doshik Times. Uh, they break down into certain hours uh, based on the sun. You know, that's what certainly what helps to motivate me and gives me some a little bit of structure. So I try to wake up before 6 a.m. to have my morning practice and ritual, which is a vata time, a really good time to um, meditate and connect with the divine and for allowing any creative ideas to come in. And then I exercise after that. I In the morning, I um, like to exercise, which is the kapha time. So it's getting up and moving and I have to leave the house to do it. Or, um, so I make a point to leave the house for an hour to exercise, whatever that might look like. And when I come back, I during pitta time, which is about 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. is like the when to get a lot of work done, when to have your largest meal of the day because you're able to digest it better. And um, Pitta, I mean, it's all fun. It's so much fire. So it's like that giving you that energy to get the certain tasks done. And then starting at about 2, 2.30, depending on what my day, my schedule is with clients or meetings or anything else, uh, that's getting back into Vata time. So I do a lot of creative things, content creation. Um, I like to go outside and take a walk and connect with nature again to just kind of add more play and add that to my day um, and work day. And then after 6 p.m., I'm already starting to kind of wind down. And that's getting back into kapha time, when to prepare for bed, when to have the lightest meal of the day, um, tea, you know, easy flow, nothing too stimulating. Of course, you know, there are times when, you know, I want to hang out with friends and that happens too. But this is 
typically my day to day and then um, bed before 10 p.m. So so I'm able to get those significant hours of sleep and from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. is getting back into pitta time. So it's a really good time to digest and where your body is kind of digesting everything that happened the previous day, whether it's the food or experiences or conversations. And um, yeah, so that's kind of how I structure my day. That's about what it looks like. And, but I'm also pretty loose with it. I let it try to let it flow. That's basically the outline of it, but I allow it to flow as well Mm. as much as possible. Mm. Um, So yeah, being in the feminine flow is certainly needed for me to be um, an entrepreneur. Um, Yeah. To still feel that freedom, you know, within. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it's all a huge theme. I I know exactly what you mean. And probably maybe, especially for us women, it's so important to, um, to listen to our body because we have our cycle and we're just in such different energies every day. And yeah, just being a bit more aware of that. And as you said, flow, then we might just be able to easier flow through our days. And um, because some days you just struggle with things. And then when you look at your cycle or at the moon phase, you're thinking, okay, that's why. So maybe if I just postponed that to the next day, maybe that would have made it so much easier. (laughs) Exactly. And it's, you know, a privilege to be able to, if I'm struggling with things to kind of be able to make that decision to go on a hike or have more play as opposed to forcing myself to do work. And then I will feel that much more inspired and focused when I'm able to get back to it. Totally. And sometimes if I slept really bad, I might just have an extra nap late morning or something. And that's Mm -hmm. something unthinkable for someone who has to go to an office every day. Um, Yes. And, but I think it also shows perfectly how, like how we humans work. I mean, we're humans, we're not robots or machines. So it's actually super important to have this, to have this flexibility. And as you said, if you're able to do that, it just opens up so much more space and it can be so freeing to, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, to just do one thing the next day or, to go for a walk when you're stuck in your process or in your work and then you go outside and when you come back, you have so much more energy and clarity and. Yes, exactly. And productivity, you know, as opposed to just sitting there thinking about how you're, you wish you could be somewhere else and not really getting the tasks done. Yeah. It's the society these days, you know, you have to be here at a certain time every single day. And it just, um, yeah. And that works for some people, but I've found that I am not one of them. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have a key tip for someone who wants to include more freedom in their life? 
And maybe especially if they say, oh, I can't quit my job at the moment. I'm in a bit more of a rigid structure here. Mm -hmm. I would say uh, look at where you can, you know, um, as opposed to just repeating, well, I can't do this. I can't, I don't, I can't afford this. Well, how can, how can you create this for yourself? And when it's your priority, you absolutely can. It may come more slowly and that's okay, but also making every decision based on, okay, well, this is this aligning with the life that I want to create for myself, the life that I'm wanting to live. And, you know, it's little sacrifices here and there and um, that all add up and then, it all just flows. Yeah. And there are certainly all mentors and um, financial opportunities where people can help you. Yeah. So. Yeah. I like that. So, and um, let's talk about finances very briefly. Um, you have your Ayurveda business. So is this the way you can sustain yourself living this freedom lifestyle? I do have that. I also um, recently have become a distributor, as we were saying earlier, of this um, medical-grade water ionizer uh, machine, which is in a very abundant company and is also providing me with um, a lot of financial stability with, that aligns with my values and my business already. So, um, yes, I have been able to, um, create this for myself. I do have one, um, other part-time job where I'm learning a lot from a woman who has a salon and spa, a successful salon and spa. And I know that I would like to open my own space someday. So I, I wanted to, you know, find something where I was learning and growing for my future. Yeah, and it feels really good to be in that as well. So a few things. Yeah. 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 So do you have like an Ayurvedic space in mind for yourself? I do. Um, and I know how I want people to feel when they walk in. And mm. um, it, I envision it being more of an apothecary and just a healing space. Um And so that's why I have also incorporated working with this company, Enagic, to create more financial freedom so that the business, when I do have this space, it does, it's not, there is no feeling of lack coming from me or, you know, the back end, because I know how I want, I want to keep the energy very sacred and very, um, to hold people when they need it. So I'm, that's, those are my action steps that I'm working toward creating this space. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. I love Very what excited. you're saying about the energy when people come to your, your future place and that you don't want to like have any pressure on it because you are lacking money in some way. And yeah, I love that. I love the point of view. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And that's also just getting clear on 
exactly what you want and taking action steps to get you there. So yeah. And just um, see what, what feels right and just play around a bit and um, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, and I'm happy to talk to anyone about the business with the magic or Ayurveda. And um, if anyone is curious. Yeah, that's so good. I mean, we, um, I will include some links in the show notes so people can find you, you your website and the other side business you're having. And yes. Yeah. All right. So let's <laughs> wrap this up. What is it for you, summer or winter? Summer. Wait, currently or choice? Choice. Summer. <laughs> <laughs> and I just moved to Montana. I <laughs> just wanted to say yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Um, what's your either favorite country to travel to or country that really fascinates you? Oh, okay. I have so many favorites that I've traveled to. So one that really fascinates me and what that has been on the top of my list is, uh, Papua New Guinea mm. for a long time. So, and Sri Lanka. Oh, and so many more. <laughs> oh, good. Those are my top two. <laughs> And do you have a person who inspired you lately and why did he or she inspire you? Oh, so many people. I mean, I feel like I've connected with so many people recently and yeah, I mean, my siblings definitely inspire me all the time and I'm very grateful that I get to be, um, that we're all really close And mm. a lot of like, even though we're not always in the same place. And my parents as well. And uh, gosh, so many people, though, that I, you know, follow on Instagram or read about. Uh, but I would say recently it would be my siblings the most. Mm. That's beautiful. Thanks. And yeah. do you have a freedom song? Yeah. Uh, Wild Flowers by Tom Petty is my go-to. <laughs> oh yeah yeah that is that definitely gives me the feeling of freedom so much and, i um, i remember reading just part of the lyrics somewhere years ago maybe a couple of years ago and i yeah it, it just instantly spoke to me as well yes it's a classic <laughs> <laughs> That was awesome. I'm yeah. super happy that we recorded this interview. Thank you. I'm so grateful for this connection. I mean, it's amazing what, you know, technology has done for us for connecting with yeah. people the oh, world. Definitely. So, yeah, definitely. <laughs> shout out to your beautiful friend, Kat, who was here on episode yes. number three. Yeah, she was the one bringing us together. So that's mm -hmm. just for the listeners. And if you haven't checked out episode number three, do so. It's a, it's truly a beautiful episode. And as I mentioned, I'll have you on the show again very soon with a special topic. And I really want to collect some questions either through my newsletter or through Instagram. Yeah, we'll just let you guys out there know what the next show is going to be about in detail and um, hope for a lot of questions from your side yes perfect bring on all the ayurveda questions Yay. <laughs> thank you so much marshall thank you this was super fun yeah it was lovely to have you here 
lovely talking with you. We really hope you find this episode inspiring and maybe you even get some grounding and nurturing vibes out of it for this crazy and tempting season we call Christmas. As always, you'd greatly contribute to the life force of this podcast by subscribing, sharing it with friends, or leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you. And be sure to stay tuned for the next episode. It's going to have an awesome, different vibe to it. So hit that subscribe button now or sign up for my newsletter at the bottom of the episode page. You find a link to it in the show notes.